Okay, hi guys, welcome to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> This is really exciting. I've always wanted to start a podcast, and I'm glad I'm doing it with you because I think we have things to say. Oh yes, about, about films, especially this one. <laughs> I have opinions. It's true. Yeah, I have opinions. I have thoughts. Um, but anyway, this is going to be a very simple podcast. Essentially, me and Jillian are going to review films. We're going to talk about films that we find good, bad, hilarious, outrageous, stupid, wonderful, all of the above, and mm -hmm. just talk about how much we think they're fabulous and how much we low-key love them. So today, for the first film we decided to talk about, we decided to talk about Sex and the City 2. Uh, which sorry, I don't know why I'm laughing. I know, <laughs> me too, me too. Oh, this uh, movie. So basically, we're both big fans of the series, which yeah, I think I is show. genuinely like it's pretty good. I I almost feel like it's kind of underrated. Like in you know, our generation don't appreciate yeah, sex in the I city. Think the show I think it's much. aged kind of weirdly. I think that's how I put it. I think Definitely. nowadays. People kind of, there's a weird stigma behind the show. It may have aged a bit poorly with maybe the sexual education, but I still think it's like entertaining. I, I think it's a fun show. Uh, I think like looking back on the series now, like it obviously has dated a lot and you know, some of the opinions and things like that are stated in the show, obviously like wouldn't fly in today's uh, society. But like looking right. back on it with that in mind, I think you can still appreciate it for what it was at the time. We didn't actually start with, we didn't start by wa watching the show. We started with the second film together. We, that was the first we film did. we saw together. Like watching it now, obviously I have a greater appreciation for the characters. Like we have a connection to them. We, yeah. we, um, we understand their personalities, their arcs that they went through throughout the series. Mm. And just like when you watch this film now, like you see how, uh, how like bastardized they are and how they're like yeah. doing things that like they would have never done on the show. And it's just like totally jumping the shark. It's, it's such a hot piece of garbage. It is it insane. Is. So it much is. ridiculous, like, Low, like not even low key, full on offensive shit goes down in this mil in this film. It's mad. So offensive, and like especially like with everything that's going on in the news right now, and like the Black Lives Matters mo uh, movement. And watching it again last night, I was just like really like holy shit! Like I this couldn't agree is more. White privilege, the movie. I mean, it is <laughs> oh my god, ridiculous. It is. Um, here's just a log line, a brief description of the film. Carrie, Miranda, and Charlotte are tired of dealing with the pressures of life and desire a break. Thus, they join their friend Samantha in Abu Dhabi, where her former partner is filming a movie. Cool. Okay, so, oh my god, here we go. Sex in the City 2. Um, so, I think the first thing to... I love how it starts with questionable CGI of clouds. And it basically... <laughs> Let's talk about the real issues. But I did write down that it's almost the anniversary of Carrie's first day in New York City, June 11th. Uh, mark it in your calendars, guys. It's, it's oh, coming wow. up. <laughs> it's coming up. As of oh, when cool. we are recording that's this, anyway. That's a good anyways, note. It's coming up. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. just like, oh my god, that's like in a couple of days. But anyway, we're showing this very fabulous, grand, ambitious intro, but like, I think it kind of low-key sets the tone as being overproduced and a bit fake. So basically, we, it's revealed that two characters from the show... Um, are getting married, and they're two they're two gay men, and they're getting married. Which is we stand the gay marriage, we stand it. It's amazing. But these characters, ah, oh, makes no sense why they are fucking getting married because they hate each other in the show. They're so wrong for each other in all the wrong in all like in every way possible. Yeah, I hate that they get married. It feels like they literally just Michael Patrick King was just like took both of the gay characters from the show who were you know never yeah. got on or really interacted uh, except yeah. to say that they hated each other and uh, was Literally. like, yeah, you guys can get married, sure. I think he just needed and a fucking ridiculous. first... I think he needed, like, a, the first chord of the film. He needed a filler. He was like, what can I do? What characters have I introduced in the show that I can bring back? And he was like, oh, wait, I can get make these guys get married. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're a terrible remember couple. Oh, uh, and then we... Oh, my God. Then we, then we enter the gay wedding. Mm-hmm. Which is ridiculous. It's basically, I wrote, I th this is like what I wrote down. Michael Patrick King is writing like 
a really low-key homophobic straight guy trying to write about gay men. It and is he's gay. so stereotypical. Oh my goodness. He's like, a gay man and he wrote this. I was, I'm like, it blows my mind. <laughs> it's ridiculous. ridiculous. Like, to, to set the scene, well, like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, you see them crossing a bridge onto this sort of, like, giant white island kind of thing and there's like yeah uh, this must have cost a fucking fortune this film what was the budget for this movie actually uh can oh you look God. that up because uh i'll look that up I mean, i'm i'm, I'm guessing it's fucking ridiculous amount of money it's insane like the the there's so even just in the wedding scene like they've got a the sort of like lake with swans swimming in it and there's like oh all these really God. huge like lamps uh, i guess and they've got this choir yeah. um this gay choir who's uh they're all wearing like oh and they're Swarovski crystal hats. Yeah. Uh, I love their hats. They're ridiculous. <laughs> they made me laugh so, so much. <laughs> it is it is just the most the most did, did you notice that much. Samantha's dog is wearing a matching hat? Yeah. Samantha, I was like, oh my God, this how movie, like that detail that? I thought was kind of funny. Yeah, how did she know? But anyway, the second film's budget, hold your fucking breath, was 95 million. <laughs> and the first film was 65 million, which is kind of interesting how they put more money towards this garbage bag of a sequel. Million. It's so much money. Think of what that so, money could so have been money. spent on. The good oh it could have God. done. Except yeah. So anyway, I I just was about like how they're a bad couple, like uh, uh, Anthony and uh, forget what's his name. I can't remember their names. I'm sorry. Stanford. Uh, Stanford. Uh, like when when Anthony goes to start reading the vows, and he's like he's like you are the only one who's ever like made me feel seen or something, and like it's just like are we supposed yeah. to be moved by this? It's based on absolutely oh nothing. Oh my god, I. It's, I agree. I was like, I don't know what your relationship is. Like, yeah, it's like, bitch so when? Bitch where? Bitch when? It's so, yeah, so, it's so okay, stupid. Yeah. And Carrie's like, wow, well, so you know, wait, what does she say? She's like, traditions, traditions she says like, like traditions, tradition comes, comes in even though you try and rewrite the rules, which I, yeah, it's a very, it's a very Carrie quote, I suppose. But backtracking though, mm-hmm. <laughs> before the vows, basically, well, we have to introduce like, you know, obviously, Carrie goes to Stanford. Stanford is adorable. He's wearing like a white suit and he's like, does a Madonna quote, which I think is adorable. And then mm-hmm. basically Carrie brings out that freaking witch's hat. hat. That do- <laughs> That's really, the, the, the whole, it does not complete the look. It's such a weird ma- mix of What does she say? The boutonniere may say Preston. Might say Preston, but the half. I do, I do love that quote. I say that quote a lot. Yeah, because all like in the show, obviously, fashion is like a big part of it, and like they're always dressed in like kind of weird outfits. But I, in this movie, they just go full on, like wearing things that people would never wear in real life. You know exactly. Yeah, I mean, I read. I mean, obviously, like, you can wear whatever you want, but like exactly, it's it's a lot. <laughs> then the wedding fucking begins, and well, it starts with sunrise sunset, and I sang that at my leaving cert exam, you so did I was kind of triggered. I, was I like, remember you oh practicing God. it for me. I mean, like, oh, it's so good. I should have. Uh, I should have been and in the, the choir. choir. Do a great job. To be fair, they do. It's, they do. I actually. Well. I rather like the choir. They do, and everyone's. Everything seems like it's going more or less normal. And Liza Minnelli appears to marry the to marry Stanford and Anthony. And, and the choir are like shook that she's there. They're which shook. I thought was Nothing's kind of planned. odd that they didn't know that that she was going to arrive. Yeah. Sure and we back in the changing then together. here comes the most ridiculous line. And I don't even, ugh. Basically, Samantha is like, why would Liza say yes to this? And then Miranda comes with like saying like, oh, when there's this much gay energy in one room, Liza manifests. <laughs> I was like, okay, right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I the stereotypes this- are off the chain. This much gay energy. So, like, does that mean, like, when I'm having sex, does that mean Liza Minnelli is going to appear? Like, that's gay yeah. energy. Doesn't that happen for you? I, I mean, I, yeah, I wish it would. That'd be pretty fabulous. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, anyway, Liza Minnelli appears. As you said, um, the vow scene is ridiculous. <laughs> and then Liza performs single ladies. And, you know, what? like, I, at first I was kind of like, well, like, I wrote down, I can't believe Liza did that. <laughs> but then I said... <laughs> I'd actually be living for this if I saw this. I'd be like, yes. Be, yeah, if, you, if we were watching Liza, like, she's a performer. She's great. She's, she's, yeah. I mean, Judy Garland's daughter performing single ladies. I'm here for yeah. it. Definitely. 
100%. It's ridiculous. But also, I found it really offensive that uh, the gals are all sitting down, not dancing to Liza Minnelli. I was like, guys, Liza Minnelli is performing. And they're like, oh, I don't want to dance to that song. We're not single anymore. And I was like, fuck you guys. Liza Minnelli is going ham on stage. Yeah, I don't care if you're like, in a relationship. Participate. Yeah, Miranda makes like some comment being like, I know why we got married, so we wouldn't have to dance to that song at weddings. I'm like, Liza Minnelli is performing yeah. before your very eyes, living legend yeah. Liza Minnelli, and you oh you have the audacity. I can't even. Uh, not much else happens in the wedding scene. Samantha pulls, which is great. She gets with uh, Anthony's younger brother, who didn't exist in the show until today. There's a scene where Big and Sir, Big and Carrie are in their bed and they're talking about, you know, well, they just like are watching an old film and it's just, ugh, not much happens. Big is, I mean, they're just being a really cute couple having chill time watching a film and it's nice. And I, you, you think that's going to be it in like that moment, but oh my God, shit goes on about this goddamn TV and we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, so, oh my God, the next, the next scene is probably my most, I hate this scene. It's. They're all basically having breakfast and Samantha's having, well, she's taking a lot of hormones because she wants to stay young, even though mm-hmm. she looks fine. And um, Miranda says like, oh, I'm wearing Spanx because I want to be more skinny. And it's kind of like, you're a fucking twig. I wrote that down like, too. I was like, why would Miranda wear Spanx? She is literally. She's the skinniest one. She is. Like, there's not a bit of yeah. fat on her body. Yeah. Like, not that, you know, there's nothing then, wrong with yeah. being skinny or, or, or overweight or whatever, but, like, you know, it's just but odd it's like, that she would bad, suggest that she example. needs to... Yeah, like, why why do you feel like you need to wear Spanx? You were literally the skinniest one. Like, that could yeah. make people feel insecure about their own bodies. Exactly. Like, it's ridiculous. You know, it's weird. Yeah. Anyway. So they're all, having, they're all having breakfast. Charlotte arrives with her kids, and um, Charlotte's having trouble with her kids because one of them cries a lot. It's like an infant. And... But then, oh, my God. Here is... I think this part could be one of my least favorite parts of the film when we are introduced to Charlotte's Irish nanny. <laughs> it's just the jig. What is it? A jig or a reel? The Irish song that they. Play. Oh, I didn't even write a note about the music. The music is full, full on offensive. I was insulted. It's so. It's so extreme. It's it's what I it's what I think is going to be like on loop in hell is that song. Oh but um, and the worst Irish accent the I worst, think I've ever heard. Why didn't they just cast? Why didn't they just cast an Irish person? She's like, I but heard anyway, it was um, a beautiful wedding. Ah, oh, geez. Oh yeah, I, I wrote down it. one of her stupidest quotes, like "Come to me, little pet." <laughs> I thought it was so dumb, so stupid. So basically, she's basically here because Michael Patrick King thought, she, "I'm going to give her no bra, so I can use the use the phrase Aaron go bra because they say Aaron go braless." Yeah, and Aaron Gobra is what? Well, yeah, is Ireland forever, and that's what it means in in Irish or Gaelic. And basically, she's there for that joke, essentially. Literally, Michael and Patrick like, King was like, "That's a funny pun. I'm gonna make her Irish," but like, for no reason. But are and her the whole Irish character, famous for not wearing bras? Her whole character trait is that she doesn't wear a bra. Like that's the whole thing, and she's like a good <laughs> nanny, I guess. Yeah. But mostly, she I doesn't mean, wear a bra. A bit, there's a it, it sort of serves a purpose for the plot. I mean, all the girls are like, oh my God, she's not wearing a bra. I, I can tell your husband is going to want to like, you know, he might cheat. And basically, they're all really bad friends and make Charlotte worry. And that's basically her, that's her drama throughout the film. Is that She's worried that her husband will cheat on the Irish braless nanny. So that's that scene. Yeah. And well, oh then, like, then Also, another... just like... Oh, sorry. Uh, just to say about like the not wearing a bra thing. I mean, she's got pretty big boobs, and she's like jumping around intensely, like as a boob Does that woman. Hurt? That would hurt. Uh, yeah, like friggin' ow. I, I, well, I mean, obviously, you know, if you don't want to wear a bra, like you know, go yeah. you. Like that's obviously your choice. But like, I feel like women with bigger boobs, like it, it's more comfortable to wear one, especially like with the intensity of which she is jumping around, like. Like, I don't have yeah. particularly big boobs, and when I go down the stairs, I'm holding my chest, you know? Because it just yeah, is it's slightly just, it's... uncomfortable. And she's like, they're like fucking flying around the place. Like, it's no she problem. She is on coke the entire like, film. She, is she, on, she like, has no 15. nerve endings. I mean, I just don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I am confused. Oh. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, Big and Carrie return home. This infuriated me. So basically... 
She's like, so in the first film, they're looking for a flat together and they find this fucking ridiculous flat. Um, I don't know where it is. Somewhere, somewhere expensive in New York. And it's a penthouse flat. Ridiculously expensive and extravagant. So in this film, they're like, you know what? We didn't pick that house. We chose somewhere a few, few floors down, a bit more humble and close to earth. I shit you not. I think this, this fucking flat is just as extravagant as the penthouse maybe even more a hundred percent like it looks the same to me like they're like we went down we're more down to earth 12 floors to be exact i'm like oh so you're still (laughs) you're like bajillionaires like you are like just unfathomably wealthy but also i found the funniest thing like what's his job is he a drug drug dealer (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, (laughs) he must be like they cut to that shot of him in his office and there's just like nothing in it so um, anyway, yeah. So basically from here on in, Carrie is a fucking annoying ass person. There's, she's just so frustrating. Like She's so she annoying in this to, movie. Like, she's so annoying. She wants to basically eat out, flaunt her marriage around New York and just, I don't know, it's, just, it's really weird. And like the first conflict, right? Like, so they come back from the wedding and the first thing that happens is Big is chilling out, putting his feet on the couch and she is like, your feet are on the couch. Mm-hmm. Who, who gives a shit and she she freaks out over this and I swear I wrote, literally wrote down like 27 minutes in there's no plot and Carrie's angry about feet being on the couch like nothing is happening yeah like she wants to go out for dinner and I think Big is like let's just order in we've been out for like the past yeah. few days and she's like what <laughs> our marriage is so boring and terrible I'm like well you've already been you've together been, for two relax. years like what did you do up until this point yeah like, it, were you constantly going out on the set every single day and just like, I would say go, so. go, go, go. For two years straight, you didn't have any, like, Probably. let's just cozy in and, like, watch TV. Uh, Michael Patrick King is showing us how difficult these women's lives are. So, Carrie's having trouble because, um, there's not even a reason. Miranda is, ba- Miranda basically is having a hard time at work. Her boss is not paying attention to her. And so she decides to quit, which is totally fair. I mean, he's an asshole, but, like, from what I remember from the show, Steve is a bartender, right? I think that's he, right. He, There's was. nothing else. He Did was he a bartender. Own his own... Not, not. No. I think he owns a bar, but like, they're living in like this lo- this really big house in Brooklyn together, and like she is she owns a fucking ton of designer clothes, and like you can kind of tell that they're living quite an extravagant, privileged life, and like when she quits, there's not a single conversation of okay. um... Let's talk about this financially. <laughs> yeah. How are we going to work, work Steve around Steve just liter- um, literally just goes like, good for you. And he's like super happy Get for a her. job. Get a job. Yeah, it's just like, like, it, it's insane. It never even pops into her head once. Like, she's just like, whatever, I'll get another job. It's fine. So then that's, that's Miranda. Then Charlotte is basically having troubles with her kids. Um, one of them is fine. This, the other one cries a lot, which is you know normal because it's a baby um and she's basically really worried about the nanny cheating on the husband yet she never really seems to have a conversation with her husband ever in this film about this whole situation and they're a very loving couple and they never Mm. talk about her worries which is i think really really stupid um really dragged out and basically they're all basically saying how they need a break and their their lives are so terrible and it's just it's just it's so yeah. fucking frustrating. Like, and then, like, there's a scene where yeah. Charlotte is baking and um, her child basically destroys her that her designer skirt. Which I wrote down, like, why are you wearing that baking? <laughs> it's gonna get messed I mean, up I, anyway. It's gonna get messy. Anything, and you have two toddlers around. I something know. is going to spill. Something is going to, you know... Ugh, it's, it's like because like I mean the plot line of her being overwhelmed by being a mother like that's not necessarily like a bad plot line and I think it could be not done well and it's it's something like they I feel like they even address that with Miranda in um in the show and they do it like in a good way where you like understand yeah. where she's coming from but it's just because like the characters now they seem so far removed from reality there's like yeah. They're just like not acting like how they did in the show. They're they've suddenly be, all become millionaires for some reason. And uh Exactly. Where they were always well off in the show, but they were never like like this is a whole new level. They're in a whole new tax they, bracket. They, I remember I remember in the show there was even conversations about money. I remember like there's a whole mm. episode where Carrie herself is talking about, you know, 
you know, she spends way too much money on shoes. And, like, it's an interesting, like, obviously nothing really happens as an outcome. But, like, still there's these conversations happening about, you know, these these problems. And they they deal with them in a much more realistic way in the show. But yeah. in this film, it's just everything is so, it's too heightened. And you just, you feel no sympathy towards these characters. The plot kind of begins here. So um, Samantha's working in her Times Square office. And it's just like, okay, cool. And she gets a call from her ex, Smith, who I love. I love Smith in the show. And I love Tim in the first film. And she, he's basically in Abu Dhabi um, making a film. And he's invited her to the premiere. And I just love the... When he, we cut to him in Abu Dhabi and there's that like... <laughs> By the way, we're in Abu Dhabi music. Oh my god, I actually <laughs> really? wrote down the Abi the Abu Dhabi music reminds me of Annie because uh, we watched that film recently together and oh the, the character right. what's his name again? Poon Poonjab. Poonjab. And whenever he appears on screen, they pay, play this like na, 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 na. like it's really oh, it really reminded me of that Indian music. Yeah it, yeah, it is. It's very on the nose. So that he's saying, come to the premiere. So that's like a bit of something is something is gearing up in the plot. Something is happening, sort of. And uh, then we get to the, the most frustrating part of the film. Well, I think I've said that already, but there's so many frustrating parts of this film. So Carrie and Big are having an anniversary meal. Uh, Carrie gives Big a watch, uh, which is fine. Uh, cool. Great anniversary present. I'd be thrilled. And Big gives Carrie this massive fucking flat screen TV because he's like, we had a great time in that in that hotel at the gay wedding, watching films. This will be so lovely for us to chill and, you know, I think it'll be great. Carrie full-on flips. Oh my God, she's like, our marriage is over. She's like, fuck this. I wanted some jewellery. Um, this is not, this is so dull and old school. I want, you know, glamour. I want, I want to basically parade my marriage around New York and show off how fabulous we are. And it's like, girl, you're like nearly in your 50s. You can chill out. You can... You can you can watch a film. This is a this is like a nice. I think the TV would be a great way for your relationship to kind of blossom further. Like you're gonna have this time, like this chill time together. You can talk. You can watch films together and enjoy it. I, maybe it's because I love films so much. I'm like this seems great. But um, yeah, she's just, I'd be she's, delighted. It's ridiculous. She's so fucking annoying. It's just this, like whole... she doesn't stop for one second to consider his perspective on anything. Oh, sorry, I hit the mic. Yeah, uh, she true. like. She is so just in her own bubble, like she is. having her own experiences, not considering how like how he might be perceiving things or like, yeah, like he comes home after a long day. I think this happens or this happens after this. Yeah. After a long day of yeah. work, she wants him to come to the yeah. premiere and he's like, oh, I just want to stay in. And she's like, what the hell? Like, she can't believe it. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. like Big it's the first time really I'm sympathizing with Big. Yeah, Big doesn't really do anything bad in the whole movie, and uh, Carrie's yeah. just like I'm not saying something. I know. Yeah. Uh, like, for once, Carrie is the one who's uh, like being horrible. Not to say that Carrie has a bit horrible to him in the show as well. True. She, probably, she True. was, but uh, yeah, like it's just ridiculous. Like she's she's acting so irrationally. So they go to the premiere of Smith Jared's new film, The Heart of the Desert. And um, Miley Cyrus is there Sponsored for some reason. Crystal. It's really yeah. weird. And basically the plot once again sort of gears up. Basically in the VIP room, Samantha is talking to the producers of the film and they invite her to, to Abu Dhabi to do some PR, I think, promote, to promote their hotel. Um, yeah. that they've just started and it's promoting the new Middle East and you should come and you know you can bring your girlfriends um, to Abu Dhabi and you can promote my hotel and promote how wonderfully sleazy and uh, wonderfully rich we are uh, Carrie and Big go home and they have one more fight about the TV um, she basically wants a sparkle so that's like the what she's saying she's like I want a sparkle and so she's stressed and goes to her second apartment which she still owns which is insane um, to mm. unwind because her life is so difficult and like also I know I like did you <laughs> she's like writing she's writing this this new novel about I don't know what it's about but she's basically typing up there's a part where it cuts the printer and she's printing out what she's writing in her new apartment in, in her old apartment it's yeah. full on shaming big for getting takeaway that's all that writing is she's just like oh really uh, did you pause it to read I it I paused it and read it and I was like god like if I read this as her husband, I would be mortified. Like, she full-on plagiarizes her friend's and husband's life 
for her books. I know. it's That was something as well that always got to me in the show where I'm like, how are they all so chill? Like, she's literally airing out all their drama, like, in the fucking yeah. news. And then finally, fucking 50 minutes in, Samantha invites the girls to Abu Dhabi. And she's basically saying, like, I want to go somewhere rich. And it's like, you are rich. And then the next day, she's getting ready to go to, to Abu Dhabi. It's the day of the flight. And... The big is like, let's take, you know, you took a break. You went to your flat for two days to write your book. Let's do this every week. And she's, she goes fucking ham. And it's like, girl, this was your idea. Like, stop blaming him for something you initiated. It was so, ah. Uh. I know. Like, like, yeah, she's just very quick to, like, jump on the attack. I literally wrote Instead in, like, capital like, letters, what talk. do you want, Carrie? Like, what the fuck I do know, you want? I know, because... Like, Big is like, I feel like I'm disappointing you all the time. And she's like, yeah. no, you're not. Well, I'm like, well, they stop giving out to him for everything. Yeah. So she says, basically, am I this bitch wife who nags you? And I literally always scream, yes, <laughs> at the TV. Like, yes, you are. You're so fucking annoying. Oh, my she God. Really, like, yeah, just like every little thing. She can't let him, like, relax and chill out. I don't know what she wants him to be like. At least, at least we've made it to the plane scene. And you know what? I think we're going to take a quick break. <laughs> yeah, I need to re- regroup my thoughts. I might uh, get some there's coffee. There's a lot that happens in this film. Yeah. We are an hour into the movie. We'll be yeah. back in a couple of minutes. Um, so yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. See you soon. So basically, the, they're on the plane. They go to Abu Dhabi, and this is where the the movie sort of shifts from being, well, it's already been problematic with the gay wedding, but like just being kind of like cringy to being like really like very problematic. It's, it's, it's like problematic, but like things. the way they talk about it is it's it's so, they're so naive and they just, it's so obvious that they just don't care about other cultures. They only care about themselves and the life that they're living. They're not open enough to explore different religions ways of life and it's just sad this movie feels like it was written by someone who only ever reads the headlines of articles you oh know oh my god it's so well said and doesn't actually read the article like it was just like this guy like michael patrick king just kind of was like oh yeah i think i kind of know what what's going on yeah yeah in the middle east or like i know how these uh, women feel or people feel in this country oh. and i'm just gonna you know, it's obviously a super nuanced issue that, like, I would love to hear some people from from Abu Dhabi talk about, or, you know, oh from my the God. Middle East yeah. or whatever, to, to speak on. I don't want to hear Michael Patrick King's opinion on this issue. Neither do I. And he clearly hasn't even formed one. Like, I'm no, I don't know everything about these issues either. I'm not going to pretend that I do. Mm. Uh I definitely have a lot of educating to to do with regard to these these things, but like it's just so embarrassing, really, to watch someone speak on these issues like as if they know so much. I totally agree. And they they have the like morally right opinion, and they you know to see these like white women coming into this country and just like like there was a line I wrote down like where you know when they're talking so there's a scene where they go to Abu Dhabi I'm kind of jumping ahead here where they're like having lunch and they start talking about uh, these women sitting at another table who have um, burqas on and uh, they're they have the the niqab. the niqab am I saying it right that's like covering their mouth and uh, like Samantha or no no Carrie goes like it's like it's like they don't want them to have a voice. I wrote that down like, too. They literally say that line, but then the film does not ever give anyone from that culture a chance to speak. <laughs> like yeah. they actively don't give them a voice. And it's like, wow, it's like they don't want them to speak on this issue. Anyway, I'll speak for them. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, so, it just it's so boggles, right. boggles my mind. I wrote that line down. Yeah. Uh, and I just think it's embarrassing. This film is embarrassing. They got on the plane and first thing I wrote down was Carrie's motherfucking hat. I have it written in giant capital letters. Yeah. Even though this isn't like, you know, this isn't like, this isn't like a political issue. It's just more like a insult to fashion. It's so the weird. The bird's nest. It's, it's, it's a bird's like nest. This, well, like we already touched on how weird their fashion is in the film. But like this hat is just, it's like, 
it has a wingspan of about two meters. <laughs> Slight exaggeration. That's how she got but to Abu Dhabi. It's just like, I don't even know what to, how to describe it. It basically looks like she's wearing like a deformed bird's yeah. nest on her head. So they're all having drinks in the plane and there's a bar in the plane. They're all having Cosmos because they're fabulous. And basically they're learning... Miranda's kind of teaching them how to speak Arabic and I read this online and I was actually I was stunned because like they're teaching Miranda how to Samantha how to say say Hanji which apparently means yes in Arabic fun fact it doesn't mean yes in Arabic it's it's Punjabi it's a completely it's a different language it's 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 like oh it's that kind of like oh uh, he really didn't do his research properly like I'm not sure maybe at the time obviously I don't know enough about you know the language but like I just read that it isn't Arabic so I thought that was kind of interesting he just didn't he care. Kind of, like, he, he was just he like, whatever, it, I'm just going to... He makes it out. He's basically kind of like saying, th- this film is basically saying like, white people are so, you know, we're so open and we're so free and this culture is so, you know, behind. I know. And then the Arabic music is really kind of taking off. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind it. I mean, it sets the tone, but it's so like forced. Like when they do the do Sex you know I mean? in the City theme, but it's like got that spin. <gasps> oh my God. You're yeah, like, oh my yeah, God. Yeah. So they're, they leave the airport and they each get a car. Mm, their own car. <laughs> to, get, to go to this hotel. Uh, if I were them, I, if I were there, I'd have been like, uh, no, we're going to share because we're normal people. Especially but they when are you like, think, okay, great. Yeah, like when this film came out, like it was kind of just after, well, like the recession. I'm pretty sure we were still in the recession when this movie came out, no? Uh, yeah, so, like, yeah, probably. To come out with like all this like extravagance, which like most people at the time did not have at all. Well, like nobody, exactly. nobody has this ever. But like, to it yeah, was just sort yeah. of almost like shoving it in people's faces, just like how poor they were. I don't know. It just seems like so ridiculous. So yeah, they arrive at this this hotel, and there's um Alma Jalili has a cameo as the manager, which I was like, oh, Alma Jalili is here. <laughs> it was really really random. Um. <laughs> And then, like, basically, there's a lot of, like, puns that the girls use. Very kind of, like, you know, stereotypical Middle Eastern puns. Like, basically, they're like, how do we tip in Abu Dhabi? And, and Carrie is like, do you have any loose rubies on you? And it's like, ugh. <laughs> like, how is your flight? Like a magic carpet. And it's like, fucking hell. I would be so offended. I'd be like, ugh. Like, it's like someone coming over to Ireland. And I'm like, hi, how are you? And they're like, top of the morning to ya. It's that's the it's it's so you know what i mean it's, it's so forced and like if i ridiculous. was the hotel manager i'd be like <laughs> and then basically they another thing i noticed in the film when they arrive they're given arabic coffee and they are like openly slated they're like this is disgusting and then like i wrote down everything everything about genuine arabic culture in this film is portrayed in a negative light mm. which is worrying it's so sad it's yeah. really really sad they really just slated the whole country and uh yeah like you know obviously like as i said before there there's issues here that like i i don't know so much about but neither does michael Patrick exactly King, the same and he's like getting yeah, up yeah. on putting this movie in theaters all over the world like as if he is the number one uh you know the spokesperson yeah on these issues it's just insane basically uh they arrive in their hotel rooms and they get like this insane suite and um, they get, they each individually get, they, each, each girl gets a butler and they're like basking in their richness. They're like, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> we get our own butlers. Sense. This is so cool. And it's like, it's just so much. Like once again, I wrote down, watch an episode of season one against this scene. Cause yeah. like, it's, it's a mad contrast. Yeah. Then we get to, then we get to like the pool scene where, you know, like you said before, they're all commenting on this, um, woman, Miranda, is educating these 40 year old something women um and i was noticing like i'm 22 mm-hmm. and i know some of this i know how do these women not they know, know nothing. E- like not know you know the, the names of the names of the the niquab and the like i learned that we learned that in school i'm pretty sure and it's like it's it's really it's just kind of it's it's frightening it i didn't watch this thinking lol how is she gonna eat those fries i was kind of like oh my god stop Stop being so rude and staring. Yeah, at- it's like they're like, ooh, like they're. It's like almost as if they're like at the zoo or something, and they're like, how look at the the strange creatures. Like they're human beings. Stop like objectifying them for your own entertainment. It's it's yeah yeah. So then, oh, this scene. So basically, Carrie can't sleep. She's jet lagged, and she decides to go to the kitchen and make herself some hot milk. 
and we meet Garrow, who was her her butler, and basically, he's they kind of they have this moment of like you know getting to know each other while he makes her her milk. We find out that he's very broke, and he his wife lives in India, and he works in Abu Dhabi, and he travels back and forth every three months. And, you know, he can't see her very, very often. The plane fare is very expensive and also he works a lot. And I remember when we were watching Mark Kermode and like, he put, he brings it, he, his, he brings up a very good point. This should be the turning point of Carrie of like these characters being like, this is ridiculous. This mm. extravagance we're living is disgusting. And she should really rethink her situation and what she's like and her outlook on her life. But no, she just is like, Wow, all marriages are different, and it's like, oh my it, god! It's like, how did you not see? Like, yeah, oh, she's it's, like, it's every crazy. marriage is different. I was right, you know. There, every marriage is different rules, and it's kind of like, how are you this stupid? It's ridiculous. Yeah, and, and I like, recommend to everyone check out that review if you're curious because oh, I please. think it, he he speaks on it super well. He does. And, he talks uh, about it so well. Um, yeah. But what I found really funny was that this whole scene where he's pouring out his heart about how, you know, difficult his life is financially. They cut from this scene to a ridiculous breakfast scene. There's this table of food that the girls are sitting at and the food, the table's giant. There's food all along this table. No, and I, there's four of them. They're not going to finish this food. It's such a waste. It's disgusting. Then there's another gay joke. Well, another kind of gay part with, well, basically, it's, it's, it's kind of like the Aaron Gobrales joke. But Michael Patrick King sets up this character for a pun to happen. Yeah, so, yeah. literally. They're like, Samantha's like, I think my butler is gay. And they're like, oh, I d- come on, like, how can you guess that? And she's like, when I asked him about his sex life, he said it was, it was private. And they're like, yeah, that's normal. And then she's like, yeah, but his name's Abdul and I went uh, when I asked him how to pronounce it he said Abdul like Paula and I was like oh my god and they're like and that's gay I know just, and he's just, just like he really... uses like the butt of a lot of jokes uh, it's, and then they call him Paula Abdul for the rest of the film which is just insulting <laughs> it's just yeah. mad it was pointed out to me uh, when I was watching the film yesterday I was messaging um, my boyfriend and he was saying like he, he was like looking up uh some reviews or whatever and yeah, he was yeah. like saying he, he read this review that he was like all of the men that they are attracted to in the film are, are seen as like sex symbols there's only white men when they're in abu dhabi and every everyone in the middle east is like the butt of a joke or they're never shown to be like attractive yeah. or they're just or available. They're literally props they go to the souk, just Carrie and Miranda. Kind of weird. I don't know why they all don't go. But uh, Carrie's wearing this fucking monstrosity of an outfit. It's like that J'adore Dior t-shirt and that giant impractical skirt. And it's so annoying because, like, markets are, Probably like... Probably the worst we, outfit in the movie. It's the worst outfit in the movie. Uh, and, like, she's... It's just, like, a really long, giant skirt. It's kind of like you're in this, like, town market. Like, it's good. It's going to get trampled on. You're going to get dirt on it. Spices. Ah, oh, it's just... It's weird. But anyway, um... Yeah, she goes to, she go. they're exploring and like, um, Carrie gets some shoes and basically like, she's like really surprised at how low priced the shoes are. I wrote that down too. $20 for shoes. And it's kind of like, yeah, that's what I'm like, have you never been to pennies? Yeah. And this is like another moment where she could be like, wow, I can get nice, nice stuff for cheap. Then um, basically she's distracted by the call to prayer in a really intense, like she's, she's a proper shook by this call to prayer. She's like, whoa, that's a call to yeah. prayer. She forgets her passport on, on the, the counter yeah. at the shoe shop, which is <laughs> so stupid. She's that distracted by the call to prayer. And as she's, mm. as she's gazing in wonder, she notices across the the square is one of her old loves Aiden he's a nice character and like she fucking was an asshole to him and they're bringing him back for one last go and it's just it's ugh, it's pointless it's I don't know yeah it just it's there for extra drama he's there because he's importing rugs <laughs> which is yeah okay, cool. for his uh because he owns uh like a furniture shop 
He's yeah, a, yeah. He's like he's a carpenter or something. Isn't he? he makes furniture. Yeah, he was, I think he was he made he made furniture. It's like he's like a designer or something, and that's how they they met. And like he was opening a store, I think, in the show, and that's how they met. But anyway, he's back. Yeah. He's there. He's in Abu Dhabi, and he's um, he's invite he invites her for some dinner, and they're back in the hotel, and Charlotte's asking very reasonable questions, being like, hmm this is interesting. Should you be going for dinner with him? Like, did you tell, did you tell him that you're married? Yeah. And she's like, no, I didn't. It's kind of like, well, you probably should have. Yeah. So they're at the pool and Charlotte's asking these questions that are all reasonable. And then there's one, there's another like, LOL, Arabic culture. And they're all literally point and laugh at a woman wearing the burkini. They're yeah. like, they're like, Samantha, cover up. You're in Abu Dhabi. You should get a burkini. And there's literally a cut these Arab, Arab women. Uh, in the by the pool and there's like there's like laughter just minding their them, own business you can hear them laughing at them and it's just like jesus <laughs> like this is imagine so, imagine yeah. like you're just going to the pool you're chilling out and you just see these like uh rich american women white women just like pointing at you and laughing at you because it's nuts of what you're wearing it's yeah miranda is like okay guys i planned um i finally planned a day <laughs> Which is like, oh cool, you guys have planned something on your trip. Your one week trip to Abu Dhabi and this. They're finally making a plan. So she's like, okay, we're going to go to, we're going to do loads of fun stuff. So the first thing they do is they go to the desert where they're going to ride camels. And they yeah. arrive and they're like, I'm not dressed to ride a camel. And there's this really ridiculous costume change that didn't really need to happen. And basically they're all like we have no clothes to wear when we're riding camels. And then Miranda's like, don't worry. I asked Paula Abdul to pick out some clothes for us because he's the gay one and he knows fashion. It's just like, oh. Oh yeah, of course. Of course. I know. Uh, who else would? And then like, basically, I honestly would say Paula Abdul did them dirty because they all look shit. They all look They look ridiculous. ridiculous. They're basically in this, they're lounging, like after the camera ride, they're all lounging in this tent having fucking more and more food and champagne because their day was so difficult and all of a sudden this man appears he's like he arrives and he's being all like sexy and he leaves and he's on like this quad or something whatever it's called like a big truck and then like samantha is like finally like oh my hormones are kicking in i i'm feeling a certain kind of way and she says like oh lawrence of my labia and like it's just gross <laughs> <laughs> They eventually go to this like karaoke bar, uh, and they're like having a having a laugh, you know, jamming out to some karaoke tunes in this like really extra karaoke bar, uh, where there's like belly dancers, and uh, a, a scene that I find really funny is like uh, <laughs> it's just like uh, I don't know when um, Miranda is trying to order a drink from the the waiter and yeah. uh, he like corrects her pronunciation and she just goes like okay like oh she's like whatever oh no, she it's literally like, you're, just you're goes, ruining the vibe okay okay uh-huh. anyway okay yeah i just can i have my drink please like it's like so rude <laughs> it's so rude. i was like miranda he's like trying to help you and you're just like oh i don't actually give a shit <laughs> yeah it's it. so true she doesn't get they don't give a shit about the culture and then they end sexism they, they, so they, yeah, like, is it Samantha's? Like, I, I booked us all up to sing. And they're like, what? No, oh my goodness, I could never. I'm so embarrassed. And then they get up and they're like, they sing, uh, I am woman, hear me roar. And like, they get the whole karaoke bar up on their feet, singing along with them. And, uh, and they deleted uh, sexism off the planet. Bring us home, girls. But they're like, really timid, like, substandard singing. Or they're like, I am woman, I am strong, strong, I am invincible. Invincible. Like, very, like, mediocre. If they sang that song in a karaoke bar, like, people wouldn't be listening. They would just be, like, suppling on their drinks. Very true. Like, whatever. Yeah, so true. When's the next person coming on here? Yeah, give me a actual singer. Uh, and then the song yeah. ends and Samantha says, I think, my favourite line in the film that I quote all the time. <laughs> I am a woman. Man. I'm at the table. <laughs> so yeah, she's she's saying that the sexy guy from the desert, who is there, he's there at the karaoke bar, and um, yeah, where to begin? He's just he's just there. He's a prop. 
he's just there for Miranda to Samantha try to have sex with or Samantha sorry and uh, yeah his name is Richard Spurt so his name is Dick Spurt but she really inappropriately really, um, in the like in the middle of her friends is like your name is Dick Spurt and I'd be like ew like <laughs> I know she's so inappropriate actually a moment that like from earlier on in the movie we didn't uh, mention but I did uh, make a note on was when. Um, like, she's just so inappropriate all the time. Yeah. When she's at work and she gets the call from uh, your man about the movie. Oh, yeah. Like, she's just in her office with her fucking underwear around her ankles, like, rubbing some sort of cream on her vagina. And her poor... Her poor... In her office, which, by the way, is surrounded by entirely glass walls. <laughs> and her her assistant is, like... Shook. Look, says goes to be, like, you have a, a call. And she, like, looks over at her and sees her, like with her fucking underwear down while she's just like rubbing her fucking uh flaps with cream how inappropriate so like inappropriate. imagine seeing your boss doing that and they're just like yeah whatever send the call through like i'd be like i'm filing a fucking harassment uh yeah it's, thing it's against you she's like, so inappropriate in so many ways like it's just like it's not even like so it's not even funny but uh, i mean she does she, just she, like, she okay. doesn't ditch them she stays which is which is good um and like they have, they have a nice night and everything like that. And the next morning, Carrie finds out that her new book got a bad review in the New Yorker. She wrote this book before the events of this film, and she's very disappointed yeah. <laughs> that this review has come in. Yeah, it would be like because obviously we don't get to see any part of the book, so we don't really know what the book is about. Yeah, like the book is about. It's called I Do. Do, do I? I? Oh. God. Do I? Carrie's angry and she decides, okay, I'm going to look hot on my date tonight with Aiden. And then Carrie's about to leave for her date and she's a full on cunt to Charlotte. It's actually horrible. Like she's yeah. like, so Charlotte. I know she's very mean she's to very her. Mean. Charlotte's basically saying like, I don't think this is a good idea. Like you're married. You look very, very pr- provocative for just a dinner. It, may, it might give Aiden the wrong idea, which is what, which is what Charlotte is saying. And basically Carrie is like, well, fuck you. Just because you're having problems with your marriage doesn't mean I'm going to have problems with mine. And like, it's it's horrible. It's just like, Jesus, girl. Charlotte's trying to help you. I, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't want to, you know. I'll... Like, she doesn't even say, like, she's just kind of like, hmm, I think you're playing with fire because she knows that, like, Carrie and Aiden have a history. And yeah. it's just a bit weird. Like, the way that Carrie's been talking about it up until now, it does kind of make you go, hmm, like, I feel like you have ulterior motives. So... Carrie goes off and she's looking hot and Aiden gives her like an eye of like, ooh, he looks good. And Miranda and Charlotte are like at the, back at the, at their room having drinks and they have this really bizarre conversation about like how hard their lives are even though yeah which like i can understand like the the conversation of you know yeah. being a mom is difficult totally, totally and i i would agree that it probably is very difficult uh you know yeah it, it seems of like course. it is but like the, the way they like frame it then at the end when they're like you know and i have full-time help yeah, like exactly. how do the women without help do it it's kind of it's Here's weird because them. like i don't have any I mean, Little obviously, it's totally fine to have, you know, a nanny and to have help. Like, they have full-time help, but also the, both parents are there. It's, I don't know. Yeah. It can come across as very privileged. Like, I feel like it was, like, a thing, like, that they would have handled better in the original show. Because uh, it would have been more grounded and down-to-earth. Also, I think because this whole film so far, you really don't sympathize with the characters. The scene is very flat. Yeah. You're just like, okay. Yeah, you're just like, am I supposed to be like... Am I supposed to feel sorry for you, you know, stinking rich you? women? You have... Yeah, you have everything. Like, yeah, you have everything. You're fine. You. That's why it's so difficult. And like, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they have they have drinks, they, they talk, and then basically Karen and Aiden are having a nice evening, I guess. Um... They're just talking. He's basically saying how hot she looks, and yeah, it's it's. Unlike. He also it's... says that she's not like other women. <sighs> I wrote that, and I was like, yeah, she's a fucking cunt. <laughs> she's not like other girls. Oh, she she reads books. and writes books, but she um, reads. she reads the New Yorker. It was in her purse for twenty years. Oh my god! So yeah, they're out, they they they're kind of flirting, and then they kiss. Yeah, and I felt bad. I was, this is Aiden's last scene, and he's really like. They really... I know. Like, did they did, did him dirty. Like, he had a nice ending in the show. Like, they, they made him get married and everything. 
but like they basically are like oh they kissed oh, they're both married trash and we don't really get his resolution he's just left probably yeah, feeling, he's just left there. feeling very guilty probably and that's his character mm. arc in the film and it's just like oh that's sad um carrie runs back to the hotel leaving leaving aiden carrie's like i want to call big and i was i wrote down how much more interesting would it be if big ended it <laughs> He was like, I know. You know, you know oh my like, he was like, you know what? Our marriage really it isn't it's it's not really going well. It's a bit toxic, you know. We're fighting over TV and like, you know, we we want to take breaks from each other. This isn't working. You just cheated on me. It'd be I was like, it would be really interesting if they actually ended up divorcing. I'd be like at least something I know, but he like Loki doesn't give a shit at he all. He doesn't give a shit. He's like, whatever. Haha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so yeah. she like arrives and she's all like, well, she comes back to the hotel and she's freaking out. And like, they're all like, look, don't tell Big yet, essentially. And then Samantha goes on her date. I just love how she's like, okay, don't tell Big. And then just still goes off on her date. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, she has a life. Yeah. So like her and Dick Spurt go on a little uh, rendezvous. <laughs> and uh, he's just very like, they're both as inappropriate as each other. And she's like, literally in this, like. In this, in this, in public. Like, she's, like, rubbing his inner thigh and, like, groping him. And they're, like, yeah. people in the restaurant are, like, like, some uh, a couple in the restaurant are, like, being, like, what the hell, like, k- kick them out or whatever. Which is, like, I mean, they're being very, like, handsy. So it would make yeah. me uncomfortable if I was it. Like, imagine you were just chilling there with your with your partner or whatever and you just see that across the room. You would be, like, ew. Like, is that allowed? Yeah, literally cut to Carrie calling big she tells him he doesn't really react he's just like okay I'm at work bye yeah and, and he just like dramatically then... leans against the glass and is like oh. yeah like, oh yeah he like basically is like oh New York I'm so pensive right now yeah um then Samantha calls Carrie and she's being arrested I mean kind of I was like yeah I kind of understand this 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 could happen because <laughs> you're insane but it is weird. Basically, she's all like, oh, I was, I was just, I didn't, I wasn't going to do anything. We we're just having sex. And it's very much kind of like, you're all so backwards. You're all so uh, backwards when it comes to sex. Um, and we're so open. Fuck you. And that's basically kind of like, so yeah, like everything turns out fine. Um, Samantha's off the hook because I think they bribed their way probably because they're rich. And then um, basically, I think it's like the girls are told by the hotel that they actually have to pay for the remainder of their stay. So for some reason... The producer who um, Samantha was going to meet um, cut their meeting. It's not going to happen. And it's like saying, okay, you now have to pay for the rest of your stay. It it makes no sense. I don't know why this happens. I think it just like, it's kind of like a way to wrap everything up in Abu Dhabi and get them back to New York. But it seems almost like karma. It's like they're all being terrible. So that's like give them a bit of hardship for the last, <laughs> the next five minutes. Mm. Yeah. Then Carrie is like, okay, I'm going to leave Garo some money because I feel bad for him. And that's that. That's that storyline. She doesn't really learn from it. She just gives them money. And, like, I saw yeah. on the table, like, because we, we, like, earlier in the movie, she has, like, uh, uh, when she buys the shoes, they're, I can't remember what the uh, currency is, but it was, like, a hundred of, of that currency. Yeah. And she's left three, and that's only $20. And she left three of those 100 uh, bills on Ooh. the thing. So she gave him $60. Thank you so much. It's, like, nothing. <laughs> She gave him. Oh yeah, I would. Like, I really want to know how much she gave him. Every time I watch this film, I'm like, I wonder how much she actually gave him. It's, you see, like, it's I, like I do three. It's sixty dollars. It looks like it's about sixty dollars that she leaves on the table. So they're about to leave. Um, they still have VIP plane seats, and they're basically freaking out because they have to get there on time, or else they're gonna, they're gonna sit in coach, which is like, calm no. down. Like they're they're making it sound like. Coach is like, they're traveling on like a cargo ship or like a cargo hold. It's like, it's, you still have a seat and comfort. Like, calm down. Yeah. Then Carrie is an idiot and realizes her passport is still at the souk because she was so distracted. (laughs) Yeah. By the call to prayer. And she's like, I forgot it at the souk. And this is when the film gets fucking mental. It just, it goes, it gets out of control. I hate this scene. I hate the souk scene. I think it's ridiculous. When they first go to the souk, Carrie's um, butler is like, you mustn't have the forbidden experience, which is like, don't get, um, don't talk to black market dealers because they're going to like take you into these um, warehouses where they're selling illegal uh, products. 
Yeah, and like hand, like fake it, handbags and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, fake handbags and stuff. So nothing really happens in the first souk scene, but then this scene, Charlotte is basically being like, "I have to get my kids a souvenir because I haven't gotten anything for them yet." So yeah. she ends up um, going into the, like meet, basically going like meeting these black uh, market dealers. There's <laughs> like a whole scene where they're she's buying all this stuff, and then they're like, "We have to go, we have to go because we're going to be late for the plane. We're going to ride coach." And the only reason the scene exists is so that Samantha um, basically takes a bag that looks like one of the black market bags. And the shopkeeper's like, she stole one of our bags. And they go out into the square. Oh my God, this scene. They, they go out to the square. The guy is like, I, that's my bag. You stole our bag. And she's like, it's my bag. No, it's mine. They break the bag, it rips open, and then out come all these condoms and all along the street, and all these Arab men are basically shouting at Samantha, being like, it's very insulting, like being like, oh my god, this is so disrespectful on our culture, how dare you? And this is meant to be like the big, impactful, like, I'm a woman scene, I'm so forward-thinking and sexual and free, and she's, it's just so cringe. She basically it's is just like, cringe, yeah. She like grabs the condoms and she's like throwing them at the Arabs being like, I have sex, I have sex. And it's like, oof, oof, it's dirty. It's, n- it's not, it's not fun. It's just, it's just awkward to watch. Yeah, it's just very uncomfortable. Basically, they're saved by this group of Arab ladies who take them to like a flower shop and they all reveal that they essentially, we love the West, we love New York and because there's, you're all fashionable and all we have here are burkas and niqabs. And then they like take off their their um, their burkas to reveal they're all wearing like the fucking latest spring collection of various yeah. designers. And it's, I don't even know what, what to say in this scene. It's I'm like, what are you trying to say so here, weird. Michael Patrick King? Um, basically, then after this, they... they they manage to get back to America and uh, everything gets wrapped up really easily. Like uh, the nanny is actually a lesbian. So that's sorted. The uh, yeah, Miranda just gets another job, <laughs> which is like, okay. Uh, and then Carrie and Big. Yeah. Or well, Samantha gets to have sex with Dick Spurt, which is like, okay. And then like, yeah, Big returns to, well, he's, he's left her for a, a day. Because he's out thinking. And he comes back. Mm-hmm. And he's ba- all he says is like, don't cheat again. Here's a ring for cheating. Yeah. He's like, I want you to remember <laughs> that you're married. So here's a ring. <laughs> it's like, this is so toxic. <laughs> he doesn't care though. Jesus. He seems so like, he's like, yeah, that tore me up kid. But, you know, we're too much. So here's a ring. Like, we're never going to be yeah. a boring couple. She kind of reiterates, she's like, I'm learning about different types of marriages every day. And that's where I'm at now. Yeah. They haven't learned anything. They, they start, there's no arc. They all begin and end as the same people. Yeah, it always like, because well, before when we've watched this in the past, we're like, oh my God, it's so like, so bad. Let's put it on to make fun of it. Uh, this is going to be funny. And then like halfway through, we always end up just being really angry at the end of it. We're like, why yeah. did we watch that? Like, I don't know, we always <laughs> think it's going to be, like, a good idea, and then it's just never Exactly. Is. That's mad. Yeah, but, like, it is, kind of, it is kind of sad how it ended on this note, because I, like we said, I really enjoy the show. Um, the first film is, is, it's okay. It's not, it's not really anything to gag over. It's very problematic, but this film's just, it's a mess. A new level. It's, it's just, not... It's, uh, I don't consider this canon, personally. I, I say it's not part of the series. <laughs> but it's at least, I mean, I don't even know, like, would I say it's entertaining? Um, I don't know. I don't know. It just, it's just, it's a film that, it just makes me feel so many different things. Yeah. And I find it just, it's outrageous. I think that's the way to put it. It's outrageous and it gets us talking and I think it was a good um pilot episode for us yeah <laughs> um we have a giant list of films we want to get through and review mm. but um if you guys have any uh suggestions for us please send them our way that's it okay um thank you for listening guys i hope this was interesting for you uh and yeah i hope you guys enjoyed the and town I hope never you guys knew such are... a hullabaloo
The town never, never knew, knew such a hullabaloo. It's uh, very true. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And uh, yeah, we'll see you soon yes. with a new, a new movie to talk about. Perfect. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.